<laughs> Trading in the giggles of funny people for screams of terror, Jack and Josh embark upon the shortcut. This is truly scarily mad. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> I, forgot <laughs> that's what I forgot that's what I had to do. Oh, yes. no. No, I really... <laughs> I really... I must protest. It's oh, horrible. Yes, everybody must protest. And yet, the screams, they come. I really... It's, it's deafening. <laughs> Deafeningly horrible. But, you know, I guess it's thematically appropriate. I'll give it that. <laughs> Thank you for giving it that. <laughs> it's, it's the oh. least I could do. Sorry, I have a bit of split personality going on tonight. Like McAvoy? Yeah, but scarier. Scary McAvoy. A.K.A. Yeah. his performance in literally anything he's been in. Your good friend, James McAvoy. <laughs> My good fucking friend, James McAvoy, yes. Oh, how are you doing, Jack? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm terrified. What are you terrified of? I'm terrified of uh, uh, map directions that Ooh. are quicker, but <gasps> more dangerous. Yeah, like when Google goes suggested route fast. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I take the bike route, but I can't ride a bike. <laughs> that is pretty terrifying. Or anything takes you through Soho. Mm. I quite I miss Soho. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm also terrified of um standard definition digital copies <laughs> in four by three. I can't believe yours was in four by three. That's so insane to me. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> how are you? How, how, how are you, uh, Joshua Pappenheim? You know what? I was going to say I was fine. And then that voice came back. And now <laughs> I'm terrified. I'm terrified. I'm quaking in my little boots. No, am I okay? I think so. Sun's out, gun's out. Oh, I'm in a lot of physical pain. Oh. <laughs> I'm in a lot of physical pain because listeners yesterday the gyms open I mean the pubs opened up as well but the gyms opened up and I went back as a re as a regular hound dog as a regular gym bunny and went yeah no you're a even, real jimbo I'm a jimbo even though I have a, a gym jimmy jam josh even Jim though I haven't Ray. been in a year that's good I haven't been in a year I thought oh it'd be fine I'll just do some deadlifts and instantly pranged out my um, hamstring. So, legs fucked. Carried on, and now my arms hurt. And then I went to the <laughs> then I went to the pub in the evening. So now my head hurts. So it's all just a smorgasbord of discomfort. I just went for an outside run like I usually do. Oh, that's probably better. Yeah. 
It's cheaper. Uh, well, this this gem is pretty cheap, buddy. Is it free? No, <laughs> it's not. Free. It's not. <laughs> yeah, but it's sixteen pounds a month. Come on down. That's Incredible. all right. That's all right. It's not free though. No, it's not free. And that is the most terrifying truth of all. <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, I'm also terrible mentally because I because we've stacked this week where we have to record two episodes, and so I had to watch two <laughs> Happy Madison films over the weekend. Well, I say that I had to watch one Happy Madison you film. You, you had to watch two over the weekend. I only watched one. Yeah, but I've. I've booked myself out in a stupid way. Um, I say I watched two. I watched one, Happy Madison, and I watched a, another film. From... Uh, scary Madison. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. And I guess that brings us to well, well, now. Well, it brings us up to uh, the fact that each week your hosts Jack Gregson <laughs> and Josh Pappenheim discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison and Scary Madison productions <laughs> from 1999 to current day. Yeah. And now we're at... Um, <laughs> we're at, I will say, we're at one of the films I was the most excited to talk about when we started this podcast. Yeah. I was more excited just to hear just to hear that it existed. Which, yeah. Up until we started the podcast, I had no idea. Yes. So this this week we're talking about the the shortcut. The shortcut. Um. Yeah. I wonder. Well, we, like... Sorry, Jack. Sorry. There's a there's a topical joke to be oh, made because yeah. um, a lot of people will have had shortcuts over the last few days. Because hairdressers. Because This is also dropping a week after. So. <laughs> They'll still get it. That's why I said the last few days. Few last, could be up to week. weeks. <laughs> the last week and a bit. Um, Sorry, go back. Good joke right. there. I thought listeners. you were also going to say that it's also known as avoid the shortcut. Oh yes, it is also known as avoid the shortcut. Which might uh, be which good Which is advice. also what some people say at the hairdressers. Oh, I was going to say it might be good advice to people who are thinking about watching the shortcut. Oh, was it true? <laughs> Um, if that gives Spoilers. you any indication of what I think of this movie, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. When we when we started talking about uh, doing this podcast, and I found out that Happy Madison had an offshoot called Scary Madison that mm. produced one film. Mm. <laughs> Consider me sort of color me interested, buddy. Yeah, I mean, me too. And. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into it more, but I think to start it all off, we need an IMDb plot synopsis. Oh yeah, we do. <clears throat> oh, an actor prepares. An actor, you say? How <laughs> absolutely terrifying! Terrifying actor. Okay. High school senior Derek was adjusting to life in a new town when he discovered an overgrown path leading into the woods. According to his classmates. The local kids used to use it as... This is already incorrect. <laughs> According to his classmates, the local kids used to use it as a shortcut before a malevolent farmer began chasing them away with a shovel. Eventually, a few of the local kids went missing under mysterious circumstances. Mysterious circumstances. <laughs> Rumour has it that the old man got them. Come is on. that the end? 
No. <laughs> I thought you were going to go, the old man got them. <laughs> no, I didn't want to do that. Fine. Now years have passed and no one dares go near the path. The townspeople have simply accepted the fact that it's off limits. But Derek suspects that the old man is hiding something and he's determined to find out what it is. Once he uncovers the sinister secret that lies just beyond the trees, however, he may not live to reveal the awful truth. Oh, I like it. I like that you're more Bella Lugosi and I'm, <laughs> and I'm more Vincent Price. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Written by Anonymous. Oh. Shakespeare how, again. How terrifying. <laughs> A mystery. <laughs> Um, yeah, some uh, plot keywords for you. Teenager. Mysterious boy. Mysterious uh, boy. I was going, oh, <laughs> mysterious boy. Teenage boy. <laughs> it's on the head. <laughs> Teenage girl. So, uh, well, the film does include all of this. Yeah, now you're up to speed, listeners. Um, Fuck. Well, well just shall we, shall we have some stats? Fuck yeah. So, this is directed by Nicholas Goosen. Goosen! Nicholas Goosen. More like Nicholas Boosen. Oh, very good. It's very, very good. <laughs> um, uh, this is the second uh, film we've done from him. And I believe only the second film he ever directed. What's this is the other one was he is this he's returning he's oh, he's yeah. the director of our beloved grandfather <laughs> oh he's coming back again oh is he for what hundo percent fresh okay a segment he directed a segment <laughs> a segment that's not a real film <laughs> uh this film stars andrew seeley ooh shannon woodward ooh dave franco ooh and Katrina Buden. <laughs> um, I know you'll know who Dave Franco is. Do you recognize the <laughs> other names? Um, no. It, that was one of the first things I did, is I was just like, okay, that guy's a fake Joshua Jackson. That guy's a fake Winona... That, that girl's a fake Winona Ryder. That one's a fake Tara Reid. And that's Dave Franco. <laughs> um... Andrew Seeley is an interesting because <laughs> uh, I, I know who he is because he was Zach Efron's singing voice in the first what? high school musical movie. What? Because what? You know, when when they did the first high school musical movie, they'd written it all before they cast their their principal players. Right. They had not written the songs in Zach Efron's register. But they right. wanted Zach Efron. So he is dubbed in the first movie by Andrew Seeley. <laughs> oh. And uh, I think, like, before this, like, the biggest thing Andrew Seeley, also in the High School Musical movies, he's credited as Drew Seeley. Yeah, that's um, what he shows up on in, in IMDb now. He, um, the sort of biggest thing he'd done before this, I feel like, was he went on, they did a uh, concert tour of uh, High School Musical. And he went on, so it was all the cast of High School Musical, apart from Zac Efron, who was replaced with this guy. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine being a, a young teeny bopper turning up for your High School Musical dose, expecting a little bit of Troy, instead you get Drew. 
It's a Sad. big disappointment. It is a big disappointment. Especially uh, as he doesn't look like Zac Efron, he looks like Joshua Jackson. I don't think he looks that much like Joshua Jackson, if I'm honest. He just looks like generic. He's like Scott Porter. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know who that is. Scott Porter from Speed Racer. More on <laughs> oh. Speed Racer later. Okay. Uh, Shannon Woodward was... Um, do you remember that TV show Raising Hope? No. Okay. Well, she was on that. Yeah, <laughs> I recognised that it took me ages to place her while I was like, hey, shit, Winona Ryder, and then realised she's in Westworld. Ah, yes. She's That's in Westworld as well. From. And she's also, like, best friends with Katy Perry. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's, like, like, one of Katy Perry's closest friends... And like pops up in a few cases. She's, uh, I think she's in like the I Kissed a Girl music video, right. and uh, she um, she pops up in the documentary uh, Katy Perry Part of Me. Is it part of me or part of my... it is part of me, right? I don't know. <laughs> it could be. She pops up in the the concert movie documentary Katy Perry Part of Me, right? Which also features um, Russell Brand. Oh, my fave. <laughs> Of course I'll break up with you. You're my best friend. <laughs> my best friend. <laughs> I just want... I think this is my goal in life now, is I just want him to say that to me. <laughs> if I ask him for Do something. Do you think he remembers that he was in that movie? <laughs> you definitely would remember, wouldn't you? I don't would know. You? I, I still feel like that's a strange movie that he was in, because like, considering his star was so on the rise and just playing real second fiddle to Adam Sandler. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I feel like the next year he stars in that Arthur remake, which is bullshit anyway, but... Mm. Oh, well. Um, the hotel. <laughs> um, hotel? Is Arthur set in a hotel? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but forgetting Arthur? Sarah Marshall is, now that I think about it. No, that's true. <laughs> Shit. Uh, and Katrina Bowden, she was on, um... 30 Rock at the time of making this. Yeah, it took me a long time to recognise her. Yeah. she's uh, She plays Sari, the intern Sorry. on 30 Rock. She was also in um, uh, Sex Drive. Do you remember Sex Drive? Yeah, I never saw it, sadly. <laughs> um, and she was, uh, she was in Piranha Free Double D. Oh, yes. That was up for some awards, wasn't it? Oscars? Yes. Yes. Two Oscars. Two Oscars. For both days, yeah. <laughs> I will say, at the time, I thought that was a clever title. <laughs> if you're going to do a sequel to Piranha 3D, <laughs> call it Piranha 3 Double D. Three Double D. But I also like that when it came to DVD and it wasn't in 3D, it was just called Piranha Double D. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I didn't get it though because they never really mentioned batteries in the film. Moving right along. Uh, <laughs> Good joke. Can you get double D batteries? Is that a thing? I don't even think you can, man. <laughs> can an electrician write us a review and tell us? I assume electricians are the only ones who know batteries. I don't. Um, this Lithium. film was uh, released on the 29th of September 2009. Perfect. Um and so this this uh this one's got a little spotty on some of the stats I got because I couldn't uh <laughs> I couldn't mine Wikipedia for them exactly. Right. Um 
This was made on a budget, and it's between one <laughs> and five million. <laughs> okay. I found two numbers. So it's okay. either a big house or a really big house. <laughs> yes. It's either 0.5 mean machines or two mean machines. Um, this movie made nothing at the domestic box office because <laughs> it was released straight to video. Oh my god. Um, but I can tell you that when it came out on video, the top five films in the USA that weekend were <laughs> Zombieland, Ooh. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Ooh. a re-release of Toy Story and Toy Story 2 in 3D, Ooh. Surrogates, do you remember Surrogates? Yeah, I saw that at the cinema. Yeah, me too, bro. God. Um, uh, and The Invention of Lying. Oh. I saw all of those at the cinema. Did you? Yeah. What a cult time man. to be alive. What I, went other... the, I went to the premiere of The Invention of Lying. <laughs> Why? I, I was invited. By who? Uh, Orange. <laughs> the oh, 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 right, I see. Do you want to go um, through other popular horror films of 2009? I've got, I've got, got them, them listed. But also, just hold on. Don't jump ahead, Josh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have because... you got other popular videos? No, because I've got Rotten Tomato score. Oh, shit, yeah. Not available. <laughs> there was only there was only one review on Rotten Tomatoes, Did but it, it was it was it was positive. Was it? Yeah. From who? Some idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, other horrors from two thousand nine. You got stuff like Orphan. You ever Ooh. seen Orphan? No. House of the Devil. Oh. House of the Devil. I think I did. Is that the one? It's set in a house, and there's the devil there. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> Greta Gerwig's in it. It's very good. Yeah. It's very terrifying. Oh, yeah, I think I have seen that one. Babysitter, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Drag Me to Hell, which oh, I, um, I fucking love that movie. It's so good. It's, uh, yeah. Excellent film. Uh, the Human Centipede. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Case 39. Case 39. Mm. Don't know what that is. Rene Zellweger uh, adopts a demon child. Oh, okay. It's like orphan again. Yeah, it was like growing up Rosemary's baby, but it got given away. Yeah. Whatever happened to Rosemary's baby? I think that's I... the that's the title of the sequel to Rosemary's Baby. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, what did and, happen? I don't know. I didn't watch the sequel. <laughs> Wasn't directed by a wanted man. <laughs> and therefore had no value to me. And Jennifer's body. Jennifer's body. Still haven't seen it. I would have like you not? to. No. That's very good. I hear it is, it on, is it on like Disney Plus now? Oh, it could be. I think it is. Jack, you're missing out the biggest horror film of 2009. Click. No. <laughs> Paul Blartmore. No. What is it? Lesbian vampire killers. You know, I did. I did see <laughs> that came out. Yeah. What a film. Would what you? Film. Would you rather have watched Lesbian Vampire Killers than this? No. <laughs> um. So, Josh, neither of us had seen this before. No. I don't know about you. Like, how are you with horror in general? Are you a horror fan? <clears throat> Sorry, <laughs> it's a weird throat clearing. Yeah, I mean, I am a, I, uh, 
Am I? Yes. <laughs> yeah, my favorite film. <laughs> my favorite, my, my, I don't know why I'm struggling with this. What my favorite film. <laughs> my favorite film that I saw last year was a horror film. Um, Saint Maud went and saw that at the BFI during the brief period that cinemas were open. I still haven't seen it. I want to see it. It's so fucking good. Like, when I say I like horror, I think I like a very specific kind of horror, which is that kind of like slow 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 and then something really viscerally horrible happens hereditary or, yeah hereditary um something like i mean it's not really horror but like green room that kind of but yeah okay. yeah yeah, yeah midsummer all that kind of stuff like or anything where someone like slowly loses their mind or loses yeah. their grip on reality and kind of descends into like the fly kind of i guess the fly is good that kind of thing it takes a lot for me to be scared, but some things like, for anyone who's seen it, the final shot of St. Maud has stayed with me a long time. Or I remember being actually genuinely terrified of being in the dark after watching Hereditary because I was worried that something would be up on the wall <laughs> watching me. Something like that, you know? But yeah, It, is. Sla- it probably is. But like slashes... It is. <laughs> slashes I don't really give a shit about. Obviously, actually, yeah, really loved you'll probably touch on it and you talk about horror in a second after I'm done with this fucking essay. But like, yeah, inventive horrors that do something on like using a weird method or thinking, how can we turn lockdown into a horror film, for example? Uh, yes. I'm sure you're going to touch on. You're referring to the motion picture host? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I loved host. Um, Same. I, so I love horror movies. Um, I don't think, like, I, I don't have, like, a blind love for them. Like, they no. do have to certainly live up to a certain uh, a certain sort of ideal. Mm. Um, but I like slasher movies. I think a good slasher can be really fun. I think a dumb slasher can be really fun. Yeah, um, Like, I love the Halloween movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I really love the Final Destination films. Hmm. And um, uh, I think like The Exorcist is one of the best films ever made. Yeah, uh, I like found footage. I really like. I I saw like all the Paranormal Activity movies, <laughs> um, all six. Oh, um, they went to six. Yeah, I'm really excited for Spiral: The Book of Saw. Oh, um, same. It looks incredible. Uh, yeah, despite the fact that I've only seen one Saw movie, that which was one? Free. Fucking hell! Oh, you um, need to go back. Let's watch them. I might, I might do. Truly, happily saw. Um, <laughs> Have you seen it? I've we saw it. Saw it. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I, I really like her, and as we said, like uh, drag me to hell. I, I really love. I'm just yeah. thinking of like ones. I like uh, Fright Night. It follows. Oh, um, great. It follows. Yeah, also really, great. Yeah. Um, it follows from the director of one of our shared favorite movies. Yes. <laughs> Under the Silver Under Lake. Under the Silver Lake. Under... Is that a horror? That could be a horror. <laughs> well, then you get into sort of one like, like is David Lynch stuff horror? Um, like, yeah. Mulholland Drive definitely has a very terrifying moment. Oh, that, re- I genuinely had nightmares about that <laughs> for a long time. Like it's the guy. so good. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, Bob from Twin Peaks is absolutely terrifying. I don't know. I feel like I, we've gone through a lot of this podcast and I've not mentioned like how obsessed with Twin Peaks I am. That's true. Yeah. 
<laughs> I really like it. <laughs> my rating highest. I just want to look at what my highest rated horrors are. On Letterboxd. My highest rated horror is apparently Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> Which, yeah, it could be. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure that's something that you you love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It uh, is. Like, um, so that's I probably like. Yeah, I have a. I think I have a healthy interest in horror. Mm. I don't think I like. I used to work for the Horror Channel, and yeah. we used to show a lot of horrors that probably weren't really my thing. A lot um, of slashers. No, because as I say, I quite like a, a slasher. Mm. It's more just sort of. Well, it's a give the game away. It's more in this sort of realm of <laughs> horror, in which it's just quite low energy, low budget, but nothing. Yeah. Um, which you know, to, that's sort of my wrap up on this movie. Well, how, join how, us how next week. We <laughs> join us awards. Next week. What awards did it yeah. win? Um, uh. So, so yeah. Well, that gives you a sort of hint on how I feel about this motion picture mm. um it's yeah i was looking forward to the idea of uh of Ansan, the produced horror movie i just didn't realize it was going to be like a tax write-off is that what this is i mean maybe maybe i feel like they had a spare five million dollars that they needed to use in the happy <laughs> madison budget and were like uh go shoot this movie in canada make this piece of shit do you know what though, Jack? What, Josh? It got one laugh. Oh shit! And therefore, it's not the worst film that we've seen. What is the <laughs> didn't one get laugh? any scares? So, at the beginning, as Jack was saying earlier, the the plot synopsis that IMDb has given is utter bullshit. Um, it's done over like different time periods. This film, but yes. anyway, in the modern time period, there's a kid who's just moved to the town and he doesn't know that the shortcut is forbidden. This is the young boy. Young boy. There's no need to go down to the shortcut, because you'll find a dead dog. This is uh, the young boy portrayed by uh, Nicholas Elia, who yes. um, who uh, smart people will recognise as uh, the guy who played young Speed Racer <laughs> in the motion picture Speed Racer. Is that two ties to Speed Racer for this? Or was no, that just a different one. thing? Just one. The other thing was just me mentioning Scott Porter. Oh, completely unrelated. Fine. Um, anyway, the young speed racer walks through the woods and he comes across a dead dog, all full of blood. And he sort of plays around in the blood. And then an old man shows up behind him and goes, Do you like blood, boy? <laughs> and I, just, I just lost it at that. Because, like, fuck off. The old man in this... Have you seen the first Friday the 13th movie? Uh, no, I don't think I have, actually. If the old man in this... Just, there's an old man in that who is sort of parodied in uh, Cabin in the Woods mm. as uh, the sort of old man who like stops them at the gas station in that. Um, but right, there's sort yeah. of an old man they run into and they're like, asking him for directions and he's just like... He's telling them about the camp and he's going, It's got a death curse! <laughs> <laughs> He's oh okay. Um, I love old men who tell <laughs> say bad things. Like, oh, so do you like should... blood, boy? So that's your yeah. That's your big laugh. That's my movie. one laugh, <laughs> and therefore means that it's like only the fourth worst film. 
that we've seen, which is um, quite something. So I'm just I, I like let's just start off with like my caveat in that the version of the movie I had was in four by three in standard definition. Mm. Um, you had the which, Snyder cut. I had the Snyder cut. <laughs> the Snyder uh, shortcut. Um, uh, and it, because of that, so much of this uh, this motion picture, only unlike the Snyder cut looked like uh an episode of buffy <laughs> yeah it get, this whole thing gave me lots of buffy vibes this sort of that so yeah we start off the movie opens in like 1945 <laughs> with someone going off to war what war <laughs> the war the war the, the war's war. done the war josh i guess the war but also a <sighs> Did you notice in this first scene where we have this sort of opening kind of crane shot, not really, mm. just a sort of high angle shot of these of this couple walking, mm. and the sound mixing is so off. I didn't notice that. The, it does not sound like these two people are talking. Oh, like, yes. The sound is not coming out of their bodies. Yes, yes, yes. It's no, just like, it sounds like narration. like you know, ethereal like, speech. It is non-diegetic to the world. <laughs> um, What's he saying? He's saying like, I'm going off to war. I've got to, to fight make the Nazis. Germany safe. Or something. And she's just like, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Walk me home. Through so the get... shortcut. So yeah, so we have this... Uh, he gets handsy with her. Yeah. Which he shouldn't do. No. But she sort of fights him off. Yes. And uh, then... A little boy shows up. Yeah. And he and uh, she's like, help me, little boy. Even though he's long gone at this point. <laughs> yeah, he's she's really... just sort of like on the floor. Like, she could get up. She's got emotional she's... distress. and She, might she has emotional distress. That's true. I don't think she was kicked. No. Um, but she seemed like quite of herself. Mm. Uh, and then the little boy just bashes her head in with a rock. Yeah. Except you don't see it. Or is it? Is it a little slingshot thing? Oh yeah, he said he slingshots a rock into her head. Yeah, nice. Um, which again, you don't see. No, it's just implied. It is. Um, and then we well, we um, we switch then to current day, and we're introduced <sighs> to our introduced in like this incredibly boring setup that um, Drew Seeley is new to the school. Mm. Shannon Woodward's dad is like a bookie oh <laughs> and drew silly has quit the rowing team <laughs> none of happened? this <laughs> none of this stuff is important <laughs> none of this stuff plays into anything they talk about him quitting the rowing team a lot and it Dude. never impacts on the film right so okay both of us have handicaps when it comes to this film so jack watched this film in 4-3 in standard definition I watched this film while not paying attention <laughs> and only looking at it Why every so often. Why did you not pay attention I just to this couldn't, Jack. I couldn't. I, I could. <laughs> yeah, but it's least... not even like this was the second Happy Madison movie you watched. <laughs> it this was is the, the first. first one. I just, yeah, I don't know. I think I. Just, uh... It's just from the beginning. I, I was very invested in the first scene. 
and I was like, oh, where's this going to go? That scene is dreadful. Yeah, no, I know it's a credit. Yeah, I paid attention for the wrong part. So I'm not going to pick up on... You I could mean... say anything happened in this film, and I would probably go, yes, it did. I have notes, but... So do I. <laughs> but, you know, are they... they're just things like, oh, cool, a jock. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where does that go? Well, let's, so let me. Let's, I'm going to try and take you through this movie. Thank you. Um, so yeah, you, we find out all this information that is incredibly <laughs> unimportant to the movie. It is just <laughs> dialogue. Yeah, it is, and it's funny because I've seen like reviews of this movie. I think the positive review on Rotten Tomatoes was like, "It's nice to let's it's, it's not a great horror movie, but it's nice to see one with characters." Does but it like, have characters? It's not characters. It's just people talking. Um, like we're also introduced to, to Dave Franco in this scene. So Dave Franco, at this point, uh, this was pre-Scrubs. Mm. This was, I think the only thing Dave Franco had really done of note at this point was his one scene in Superbad. Is he in Superbad? Yes. He is um, the guy who kicks the football towards um, uh, Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill and tells them to get involved in the game, and um, uh, they they're like it's soccer, Greg. Nobody cares about soccer. Uh. And then um, they mention that he why don't you go pee your pants again? He's like that was four years. That was like seven years ago. And, <laughs> and then they were like people remember, people don't right, forget. Okay. Okay. Nice little moment. Clearly there is like Franco's little brother. Yeah. You okay, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> just sorry, I just yawned. Um Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I was I did wonder in this film about Dave Franco. Like when did Dave Franco become Dave Franco? I mean, obviously at birth, but like when <laughs> did he become an actor in his own? It's kinda of like just after this. Like right. I think it's when he starts being in the last season of Scrubs. Yeah. Um, that nobody likes. No, and uh, he's sort of like, but he sort of makes an impression. He's kind of playing the same role in Scrubs that he does here. He's kind of like the wise cracking, kind of uh, come obsessed, cool, cool dude. Oh, what's that? Come obsessed. Yes, come obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, one of my notes is like, I'm quite impressed that like Dave Franco didn't get like stereotypes as this for the rest of his career. Mm. Well, luckily, he had an in into <laughs> into the industry who could just put him in different roles. Yeah, that's true. But I quite like Dave Franco in general. I don't like him much in this movie. I like Dave Franco. I think that he's the good Franco. <laughs> you know? I mean, is is that hard? <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard, but like... It's like being the good Polanski. Yeah, it's the second Polanski reference in this episode. Or you know, the good Belushi, but the good Belushi's dead. It's Is true. he? What Who do you knows? Mean? <laughs> Are you oh. making a comment on like maybe Jim Belushi is all right after being in Twin Peaks: The Return? I haven't seen Twin Peaks: The Return. I just meant there's probably some stuff we don't know about the other Belushi. I think there's a lot we know about John Belushi that oh, implies that he's probably wasn't like the greatest guy in oh, the world. I don't know anything um, about him other than he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's dead and he was but funny, apparently. In in sort of terms of talent, he was incredible. John was the boy. Oh yeah, um, Dave Franco, you've got like 
you know, I'm going to read off a list of titles and I want to see if you could ever imagine James Franco in them, you know, doing a good job. Fright okay. Night. Um, it's just because he's too old to confront it. Um, no, that's not the point. Just say James no, Franco. he's not as good as Dave Franco. He's he's not as good. It's not my favourite Dave Franco <laughs> role, though. Now you see that, that's why. Dave Franco is essentially playing the same thing he's in this doing in in Friday. Yeah, true. <laughs> now you see me one. James Franco could definitely be in that. <laughs> like that film, that franchise almost seems made for James Franco. Do you reckon they went to James Franco when we've got this great film? And he went, "No, I'm going to swerve it." But I tell you, who you can have <laughs> my little brother. That film is such a hodgepodge of a cast, anyway. Also, none of them have characters; they're just magicians. <laughs> I, what are you what what are you saying about Henley Reeves? Is that, <laughs> is that, is that, Reeves? Is that Isla Fisher's character? Oh, it could be. But her thing is, she's witty. She's a the woman. other one's thing is, <laughs> she's the woman. And then the, the second woman. one, they're like, we replace you with another We've woman, got a different woman. Um, Henley Reeves, yes. <laughs> Woody Harrelson is the witty one. Jesse Eisenberg is. I thought you said she was... Oh, they're all the witty one. Dave Franco is the witty one. Mark Ruffalo is... The cop. The cop slash witty one. Was uh, Melanie Laurent. Always also witty. Okay. And French. Um, Any other uh, Dave Franco films? (laughs) I got bored of it immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I like this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So... (laughs) I'm really looking forward to sort of telling you about what happens. <laughs> I t- I, look, I saw all the main things happen. I would say plot. Did you get the end twist? Yeah, no, I got the end twist. I got okay. the, what a twist. <laughs> Fucking stupid twist. All right, I'm getting So what actually happened I, The is... end twist is the best part of this movie, George. Do you Child think? Do you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do I do. Think... I, do. <laughs> I think it's the man showing up and going, do you like Blood Boy? <laughs> Yeah, that's you watching it look for, looking for laughs in this <laughs> weird movie. I wasn't looking for laughs. A laugh found me. L- I, found, I found a laugh in a hopeless place. You were walking through grass and a wild laugh appeared. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you caught it with your poker mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. I love it. Um, so after we meet these the, these characters, we also meet our, f- our fourth character Jock. Katrina, Katrina Bowden oh. who is being who's talking to the principal about school she might go to <laughs> yeah. something that is unimportant to the rest of this movie and what I noticed in this scene because it, she she meets with the principal and then our, our Drew Seeley Derek goes meets with uh, the principal and honestly I don't know if I've seen worse editing in a in like a in a released movie. I oh, really the back and forth cutting in this movie <laughs> like it is insane. They're just going back and forth by who's talking, and it's just like it just looks so rubbish. Every cut is jarring. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> no. You cut- you cut. That's not how it works. I don't know if people listening know this, but I, I do a lot of video editing for my job. And it just, there's no fluidity to how it goes. The, your point of view should always be on something to develop the scene. 
mm. or something interesting. Just flicking back between two people's faces is insane. <laughs> <laughs> Find a yeah. way to have them both in shot. Find a way one to could be looking focus in on one character and not on the other. Like, focus on one character's reactions instead of just speech, cut, speech, cut. I did look it up. This was this guy's first, like, big editing job. Wow. Because um, they, before this, he'd edited his own movie. They really didn't give a shit about this film, did they? Well, did you see who wrote this movie? Yeah, I wasn't sure about that. I don't know who that person is. <laughs> Scott Sandler is Adam Sandler's brother. Oh, is it? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, I just looked up pictures of him. Makes sense. <laughs> He's a bit tubby. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, guy. Now, I don't know if this is because I watched it in SD, but one of my thoughts was, like, have you ever watched, like, a pilot for a show before it's released? Like, the original pilot for a show? Yeah. This film, to me, looked like an unreleased <laughs> pilot. But, yeah, the test one. I was curious, like, who shot it. And they had the same guy who shot Grandma's Boy, and we complained about him in that. Because he also, like, shot all the Farrelly Brothers movies, and those look good. Mm. So, what happened to this guy? I think it's just alchemy that when he meets with A. Sandler, he just loses his fucking mind. It's very, very bad. Nicholas Goosen, who I believe, I think we found out on the Grandma's Boy episode, that he was, like, like an assistant at Happy, Happy Madison, and, uh, that's how he sort of made his way up. Yeah. Um, he does feel like just the guy who's like, oh, we'll just give it to this kid. Yeah, fuck it. What's he going to do? He, um, yeah, he's he's just a bit shit. And it's like yeah. when we're doing like 100% fresh, it's just like, we need someone to direct something quick and easy. Get the goose. Get in. the goosey. Get the goose. Um, so, yeah, we basically meet all these characters, and then we have the scene which you described earlier, in which the young boy, Toby, uh, goes through the shortcut, meets the old man, um... Gets asked if he likes blood, boy. Gets asked if he likes blood, and runs home, and then gets home, covered in blood, and immediately, Derek, his brother, yells at him! (laughs) He's like, what is that blood?! (laughs) There's a lot of, like... Strange reactions. In no, this but movie. that reaction makes it sense. It does Jack. make sense at by the end. But there's also like moments in which like um like Dave Franco reacts really strongly to something and the, the big jock guy reacts really strongly to mm. something. Josh Emerson, who plays Taylor, he's the big jock guy. Right. Anyway, Toby, Derek's brother, tells Derek that he found this dead dog and it was this creepy old man. Derek tells uh, Dave Franco, who explains, yeah, there's this shortcut. We all know about the shortcut, but we don't go on it because it's a creepy old man. Yeah. And you also find out that uh, Derek's dad is dead. And yeah. They've, and, like, him and his mum don't get on very well. No. And they live with their grandma. Yes. Again, really important stuff to know. <laughs> One of those things comes back. Yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> come back. Um. So uh, when when word gets around the school about the old man killing dogs, the jock Taylor approaches Derek and is like, "I heard about this. My dog's missing. Let's go investigate." Can I just say, 
the stakes for this movie are so fucking low. They really are, aren't they? They're just like, I heard about a creepy man. Okay, let's go check it out. There's creepy nothing. man is creepy. Creepy man is creepy. They, I thought it was going to be... I don't, I don't know what I thought it would be because you've got the flashback shit as well. But I was like, is it going to be a thing about like maybe the kids are the real criminal? You know, like they've got. I thought it was heads. just going to be like a like a hills have eyes wrong turn thing. Yeah, which it was just going to be like some mutant scary people, which yeah. in a way it is, but it sort of is for only for like the last twenty minutes of the if movie. That. It's a short film as well. It's, it's like a short two film. Minutes. It, it really drags because we have all this sort of, again, just plotty stuff like Derek works at a hot dog place with with Dave Franco. That was the um, other thing. That was the other thing I didn't get the whole way through is they kept being like, oh yeah, there's a creepy man who lives there. Don't go in there. He'll kill you. I expected that he'd be someone who like keeps himself to himself and like lives off the land, but he's just fucking like going down into town and buying hot dogs like all the time. Like people know like, him. It's implied that he like that him and his family like kind of own the town. Yeah, because he's a Hartley. A Hartley, and I think they go to like Hartley School. Yes, um, there, there was some plotline that I vaguely couldn't keep up with. That was about his dad lost the school, so and like the that. kid brother couldn't go to the school because he liked. So, to so make- okay, so no, no, no. So the plotline. So I wanted to mention this because at one point. I thought, like, fuck me, this is a terribly made movie. Because I thought they just colour graded a scene really badly. I had no realisation that they stepped into a flashback at one point. Yes, yes. Because we have the opening flashback. Yeah. And I didn't expect there were going to be any more. There's loads of flashbacks. (laughs) There's loads. And the second time they did it, I didn't remember the colour grading they had on the original one. And I thought it was just modern day. And I thought, like, this guy was just dressed really weird. (laughs) He's coming back from war. He came in and, like, (laughs) no, it was the guy in, like, a bow tie. And he was, like, talking. And was just like, God, this guy's, like, really fastidious. Oh, that guy. (laughs) The one who's, like, the principal of the school and is like, your young son son is a psychopath. Yeah. You can't go to this school. You can't go to school. He's not going to go to prison. You can can do stuff with the money. He's not going to go to prison. He's just not allowed to come to school. But he has been murdering people. Josh, it was World War II. It was 1950. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. World War II is still Um, going on. Yeah, this this whole flashback setup was incredibly confusing. Yeah. Um, And it's all done to make you think... That the old man is the little boy in yes. the flashbacks, and then the twist is that it's not the little boy; it's his brother. But who went to war. Lo- who went to war? But it doesn't really matter <laughs> because <laughs> because the little boy does grow up to be the cigarette smoking man from the X Files. Um, yeah, and. He's in it. He's still there as well. He's just chained up. Yeah. He's been chained up for like 50 years. I like that they got a chain the that would fit him from a child to an extremely <laughs> old man. And it's alleged it must be the same chain unless he's knocking him out and changing the chain every five years. Like, you know, costumes for a child. But is he even knocking him out? Because they seem to get on fairly well. The chain is like, he doesn't seem to be like that anxious to leave. No. I mean, well... So yeah, if, if you're not following this, sorry. <laughs> you should have watched the movie. It's no, only one ninety nine to buy on iTunes. To buy? Yeah. Did you buy it? Did I yeah, buy I've got it? it. 
I hope you did. I hope I didn't. I don't want it. I own it. Oh. <laughs> I bought it in the hope that it would be good. Why would you think? I mean, I admire your. Because I just oh, thought, like, your... you know what? Like, it's like a sort of not good, but like just an a watchable right. horror film. And it's not really that. I oh, know. I just rented <laughs> it. Thank fuck. Yeah, no. Worry, you can come over to mine. And no, watch it. I never want to watch this ever again. You can come over to mine. And watch I'll come over. T- I'll come over to yours, buddy, when it's allowed. But it won't be to watch this. It will be <laughs> to watch something lovely like Hook Ugh. or Mean Machine. Um. So yeah, like the whole film turns into the the teens want to watch it out for the old man to see if uh, he is killing dogs. <laughs> <laughs> This is I know. It's like one dog's gone missing. Maybe this guy's a serial dog killer. They do find like a load of um uh dog tags <laughs> like of missing dogs in his uh, barn. Oh yeah. So that that inspires them. And uh, you also find out that like he goes to the VFW every Friday so they know they can break into his flat then. Yeah. Like his flat's house. Um Big old house. We also start up a scene, so uh, Derek is attracted to Katrina, uh, is it Katrina Bowden's character? Yeah. You find out he's attracted to Katrina Bowden's character. Mm. They go on a date. It's useless. (laughs) This is a relationship that goes nowhere. Yeah. They have Um, a kiss, don't they? They have a a kiss. You also find out that Shannon Woodward's character is attracted to... uh, Derek. Everybody loves Derek. Everybody loves Derek. <sighs> um, so yeah, while while the old man is at the the VFW, uh, whatever it is, lodge, mm. um, uh, Katrina Bowden and Derek go and watch him to let the let the others know. Yeah. If he if he leaves, the others go and like break into the house. To to uh, there, there is one scene that I quite liked here. Uh, which I just thought was nice and creepy, was when they find, like, the home school. The mannequin school. Yeah, the mannequin yes. school. I like <laughs> they that They find, a like, a, a classroom full of mannequins and, like, a uh, a record that plays the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> Done by creepy kids. I never yeah. thought about that as a home school. Because I was just sitting here just like, oh, my brain. I'm guessing it's where no they thoughts. taught the, the little boy. Yeah, that makes sense. To See, kill. In my head, I thought it was like, because there was that vague plot line that was like they used to own the elementary school and then they lost it. I was like, is yeah. this the dad has gone insane and built himself like a school? <laughs> built himself he really overfought it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's gone insane and he's like, yeah, I lost my castle. I will build a sand castle and become little Lord Napoleon. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Like maybe he stood up there and pretended to be a teacher to all of these mannequins because he didn't own the school anymore. Anyway, <laughs> probably not. While while hunting through this school, they they find uh, the man chained up in the basement. It's the old yeah. man's brother. It's the little brother. You find out that the older brother went to war and came back, <laughs> and the little brother was chained up in the garden, and he was like, "I will always protect you." <laughs> yeah, I will always. That was my one of my favorite bits is when he comes back. He from the war in a flashback the older brother comes back and he just sees his dad and he goes oh hi how's it going he's like your brother's over there 
and then he's just chained up he doesn't ask him like what happened he's just like i still love you brother i love you my boy i'll never i'll never betray you i'll protect you all my life that's it. while he's sharpening like... a stick to use as a stabbing knife it's so again it, it all just feels like sort of like arbitrary like things just sort of happen yeah, yeah that's true but that's like life jack did this, did this film mirror life to you yes was this a good representation of life yes sometimes you're walking through the woods and you see a dead dog and that spirals out of control until all your friends are dead and then you have to move <laughs> because any anyway yeah the old man chained up they they think he's a good old man so they try and get <laughs> him out they, of his... i don't understand in what world you see an old man chained up and you think yes they thought he'd fine. been like kidnapped no, by the other old man i'm sorry if i walk into any house anywhere and i see an old man chained up i will just think murderer or molester there's no like i'm not ever buying that an old man is being kept against his will for anything other than other than him being fucking evil you know he seems he, he seemed genuine. Also, you're like I recognise you. You're you're in the X Files. <laughs> you're from the X Files. <laughs> the truth Nobody's is that was right? ever in the X Files. Yeah. Um. So they try and <laughs> release him. They find like a sledgehammer to break his chain. Um. But uh, the old man's sneaky. While <laughs> He's a while, sneaky old man. While Dave Franco's holding one end of the chain, the old man's holding the other, and uh, and the big jock is about to hit the chain. Uh, the old man pulls the chain, meaning that the jock hits Dave Franco's hand. Yeah. And in the most bloodless, gory scene in this film, uh, you notice that Dave Franco's hand is fucked up. Yeah, I know. He's just got one finger that's pointing back a bit, and he's like, ow, 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 ow. But... He, yeah, he literally does like the most annoying sort of cry scream for like, like five ow, minutes. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave me alone. But it's fine, because then he gets bonked on the noggin and put to sleep. Yeah, you don't find out that, yes, this old man is a bad old man. He's a bad, he's a bad old man, as they all <laughs> fucking it's, are. It's just two bad old men. Which it did like lead me to the question like when did the other brother go bad? Do you think the other brother is bad? Yeah. He's <laughs> oh. killing dogs. Is he killing dogs? Yeah, I think he is. Why do you think he's killing dogs? I think because the other one's chained up in the basement. Yeah, but he's on a long chain. And also like he like chases these people off the thing. He's like, if you come back if you don't run, I'm gonna kill you. I I took it. I mean, that this so is good. Think, you, this shows that this film has a lot of layers that are open to into open to interpretation. You thought the, you thought the the younger brother, the 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 guy from the X Files, was roaming around the grounds whilst chained up. Yes, because it is a very long chain. It is a very long chain. I feel like for an hour a day, he's allowed to go outside and frolic, and whatever happens, happens. You know. But then that does beg the question. Wait, that didn't occur to that me. That does beg the question of why he didn't get his own sledgehammer and hit it. So, <laughs> well, fuck me. Yeah. Or, my other thought was that the boy killed the dog. The boy? No, because they've only just moved to town. And I think this has been going on for a while. How long do you think it takes to kill a dog? Well, because the dog is dead. We've, the boy discovers the dog is dead. And that's his first time going on that shortcut. Yeah, true. Or is no, it? I don't think the boy killed no, I, I really don't <laughs> think it's that. What we are hinting at here is that, yes, yeah, so 
very quickly, Derek and Katrina Bowden show back up. Katrina Bowden is surprisingly offed really quickly. Yeah. Like, just after those two had kissed, she gets killed. Well, no, that's because they've, they've done mouth sex now. That's true. Um, so it turns out, like, the two were really following, because, yeah, the jock and uh, Dave Franco are killed pretty quickly. Yeah. So you mostly just have Shannon Woodward and, uh, and Drew Seeley walking around trying to escape in the end the older brother kills the younger brother because he's like i can't protect you no more you've done (laughs) too much this time and then shoots himself in the head yeah so katrina bowden's dead dave franco's dead jock is dead old men are dead (laughs) (laughs) drew seeley and shannon woodward are injured they sort of walking away He's walking quite well for a guy who like got stabbed in the side. Like he's like shell- like helping her. Oh, yeah, I forgot he got stabbed in the side, and someone got shot. Did she get shot? She gets shot. They yeah. both got injuries. Um, and he goes to like examine her injury, and then she's stabbed by an unseen figure. It's only Derek's little brother, the little boy. He's um he's the murderer because he murdered the dad as well. Yeah, and Derek is like. Oh well, we'll be able to cover up Shannon Woodward's death because because there've already been so many people killed. Yeah, this is the last time I'm helping you, you little kid. And brat. so it's implying that these two are going to have the same relationship that the two old men did. I like this. In my head, it's that every little brother is evil in the world. I'm an only child, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, ju- I'm just evil. Little, my little brother. <laughs> But I think um, it's it's a pattern. It's happened twice in this film. Therefore, you've got to even in if it's, it's happened just twice to... in this film, this incredibly <laughs> realistic film. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. What I'm thinking is maybe this film is a fantasy world where if you do have a brother, the younger one is always a murderer. Inside the world of this film, you know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. And the older brother <laughs> always has to protect them from themselves. Yeah, it's a it's it just doesn't seem to be interested in its own sort of law that it's setting no. up. It's very interested in giving us useless facts about these <laughs> characters, making these sort of very well rounded but boring characters. Yeah. It's like so insane that like the whole leaving the rowing team thing is brought up about like four times within the movie. Mm. They're all like, you need it to go to to uni. You need those extra skills to go to uni. And uh, he's just like, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to row anymore. I don't, I'm not interested in it. And it's not like the thing that helps him survive at the end or something like that. No, it's just pointless. It's just, it's just an off. It's just like we need to fill out some pages on the <laughs> screenplay. What, what does the? Yeah, it does really feel like they're like we can't just have people walking around getting killed we need to vaguely give them personalities what what could the personality be i could leave the rowing team i guess she (laughs) dave franco could constantly be talking about his dick yeah that makes a person that does funny people yeah that's true but he's got other things yeah he's true he's got more than just that thick hog Mm. (laughs) so do we all buddy (laughs) it's it's very interesting, like as a horror movie, like the joys of like this is this is for all intents and purposes a slasher, really. Yeah. 
But the joy of a slasher is watching people get offed. Yeah. And <laughs> get really off and get off. Yes, exactly. And none of that really happens in this film. It takes mm. so long for the, to the for the bad guy to get like a weapon. Yeah. It's like an hour and <laughs> Just, ten minutes in. There's no yeah, there's no there's no real creepy setup. Like the scene in which the jock and Derek first visit the old man's in, farm in the barn. Find yeah, and find all the dog tags. It's not creepy, it's not suspenseful. The old man is just like, is someone in here? And the two just run out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, oh, okay, fine. And then they just talk about going back there, yeah. spend 20 it's minutes devising a plan, and then yeah. go back there. Brilliant. I love and it. we get another flashback. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's one of those flashbacks that just looks like, yeah, it looks it looks like a TV show doing a flashback because they, just, they're just like, whatever costumes are available. Yeah. And all we'll do is we'll whack up, or no, we'll whack down the saturation and whack up the brightness. <laughs> Done. Kind of give it a sepia tone. Yeah, but, but not, not really. So do, do you want some little facts about the movie? I would love some. So, um, because of the low budget, um, the film was written to take place in New Hampshire, in America. But, uh, Sandland. Yeah, Sandland. Um, hometown. Uh, but because of low budget, it was shot in uh, Saskatchewan in Canada. Saskatchewan! Saskatchewan. Oh. <laughs> um, and Is that not uh, the, same the place? area. No. Oh. <laughs> um, the area that they're shooting only had two hours of night each day, which, which limited shooting. Two hours of night? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> For a film, for a horror movie, that, like like its big set piece is set at night. Well, I thought that was the whole thing: is that you never shoot at night. Is that not true? You shoot day for night. Yeah. I don't know. If you're shooting on location, you probably are going to shoot a bit at night. Yeah. It's not going to work though if you're shooting <laughs> the whole film in daylight. Um. So what else do I have? Um. Drew Seeley sprained his ankle while filming and he wore an ankle brace. That's nice. Is that why you never really see him running? <laughs> yeah. And he always it's looks injured. That's why it's such a low-energy low movie. Mm. Yeah, it's just... Um, apparently the script... Um, one of the writers, so it was not just written by Scott, uh, Scott Sandler, it was also oh, yes. written by Dan Hannon. Um, Who's that, Jack? He is a... Happy Madison development writer, apparently. Um, oh. He's in the shortcut. That's exciting. Yeah. Good for him. He plays Ricky. Hannon said that he uh, he recalls his uh, script being rewritten 50 million times oh. by, by other writers. Oh. Well, none of that comes through. Definitely doesn't. It feels very much like a first draft. Yeah, yeah. It really, like, like you said before, and all the way through, like there is no characterization of anyone other than like, this guy is the nerdy new one. This one is the jock. This is the one. Who... Is he the nerd? He's not really the nerd. He's just like he's the nothing a guy. Yeah, he's, he's a, a guy. guy. He's a guy who used to be on the rowing team. <laughs> yeah, he could have been a jock, maybe. No, he's just a guy. 
maybe Dave Franco is the nerdy guy. I don't know. Mm, Dave Franco is just kind of like the ancillary guy. He's the he's the comic relief the, guy. Yeah, he's Randy in Scream. Yes. Yep. Um, but he's not as nerdy as Randy. No, he's more like Stu in Scream, but he's not the killer. Spoilers for Scream. Spoilers for Scream. For Scream. <laughs> um, killers. How terrifying! <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. It's only been an hour. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just quite an underbaked movie. Is like I think the the big problem here. It just uh, it needed. Well, so many of these movies feel like they needed to like go like take a few steps back, go to an earlier draft of the script mm. before it gets sandalized. This one feels like it could have used some sandalization. What like someone comes out and does a bad? <laughs> Rob Schneider comes out as like a German from the war that the brother has brought back. It would be better. Would it? Yeah, or something or, or something. Know. Like you know what? Like he could have used like one of the Sandler crew as a villain, like, Jonathan a creepy... Loughran. Oh my Jonathan god, jo- Jonathan Loughran would have been Peter Dante. Peter Dante. <laughs> Peter Dante is the bad guy. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, it's nine. It's nineteen fifty, and I've been to murder everybody in the war. <laughs> I would love that. Or oh fuck, I would love to see yeah, a horror film with him in it, like a kind of I don't know, like a Hitcher. Style film, yeah. I think that would well, work. Like a really well. shortcut style film. No, I don't think what anyone. They open that door. What the fuck? Where are they them... trying to go? Like, how Who? big is this town that they need to Who? constantly use this shortcut through <laughs> some to go woods? Home. Go home. Just walk around. I guess it's just like yeah, like there's something quite fun about making a small town horror movie where the small town has like an urban legend yeah but make it a real sort of like interesting one give it give it some room other than like yeah there's a shortcut we all know the guy kills people but you know what are we gonna do yeah what are you gonna do his family used to own the school there's no mystery there's no it tries to have mystery like were you shocked when that you found out there were two old men no, because there <laughs> were two brothers. But you find like, the the two old men before you find out about the brothers. Yeah, but well, no, because you, yeah, you see that there's a guy and you see that there's a young boy and they both come from the same house, so you kind of assume that they're the guy, brothers. No, because the guy's at war. Yeah, he doesn't come back. No, but the in the flashback. but in the in in the first flashback. Who? The, um, the the one who was getting handsy. Yeah, I that's not the brother. Oh, is it not? Okay. <laughs> well, that's a different guy. Oh, okay. They all look the same to me when they're in uniform. <laughs> well, okay. That's well, Dougie. Fine. The brother is Ivor. I just, I just, I went into it being like, like I think one of my first notes, um, apart from my note being like, I cannot concentrate on the plot whatsoever. That was one of them. Um, there was another one being like. Is it going to be a classic? They think the weird old man is a bad guy, but he's actually protecting them, or will it literally be he's just a murderer? You know, it would have and been it better. Both. It would have been better if it was just the classic. What that he's Go a murderer? Trope. No, that he that he is. Uh, he was trying to protect them the whole time. He was trying to protect them the whole time. Not really. He... I think he would have killed them. He was going to kill them then. 
Wait, who? What the the uh, the the old man? I don't think he was. I think he was. I don't. Like when he's like looking for them in like that the the girl in the, the Shannon Woodward is hiding in like the pit of leaves. Yeah, and he's gets out. He's like he's got his gun out and he's gonna shoot her, and then Drew Seely comes out and like hits him with something. That is true. This is well, actually, I don't know because I I thought. This is the thing. By only paying half attention, maybe I've just projected what I think the plot should be onto it. <laughs> I think I think that what the film should have done slash was doing was being like, he's just trying to scare them away because he That's knows very that possible. If, he knows that if the brother gets hold of them, he will the brother will kill one of them and therefore invite trouble on the brother. Or make the older brother have to kill them in order to cover up what the younger brother did, which I don't know how that. This is works. all things you know what I mean? that the film. This is all things that the film chooses not to explain. Yes. Instead, it rather focuses on the drama of not being on the rowing team. Yes. <laughs> That's my favorite part. That's what the kids care about: rowing. Or the Katrina Bowden subplot. I'm six foot five, two twenty, and there's two of me, and I row crew. Yeah. You know. Um, I am now six foot five, two twenty, but I don't row crew, and there's not two of me. Are you six foot five? Six four. Okay, it's close enough. I'm six two. I'm six two, or I was twenty five, twenty four years ago. What is happening? <laughs> twenty six years ago. Oh, you can, you're you're driving me nuts. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being very badly behaved because I haven't seen the film and I don't know what. I mean, I have seen the film. I just feel like I'm wrecking this. Well, let's let's talk about the most important part of this film. What did you think of the scary Madison logo? Oh, I liked it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I actually, yeah, I liked that. But what I liked more was the sort of like. Um, seven seven slash saw style intro, like the actual film intro. The How so? the I, title I, I, scene, I the title sequence. I don't even remember the title. Do you sequence. not? Oh, I don't even know if I had it on my four by three SD version. Oh, it's like a you know the intro to Seven where it's kind of got the closer by Nine Inch Nails yes. remix, and it's got all the weird little close ups of things that kind of like blur and then shake and then it goes into something else it kind of does exactly that are you watching it now no i I found an article on bloody disgusting that says adam sandler once produced a horror movie and it's not bad that's a fucking lie bloody disgusting you i got on this article because i wanted to look at the uh the vanity logo for scary madison yeah it is i mean it's fine it's it's sort of very typical font wrapped in fawns with spooky spooky trees around it. It it really looks like oh what's the what's the one from Saw? Is it twisted? Is it like twisted nerve? Twisted nerve or something? Yeah. It looks Yeah, that's what exactly what I was thinking. Twisted nerve production. I think it's twisted pictures. Or maybe it is twisted nerve. Twisted Nerve seems to be a band. Yes, it's Twisted Pictures. Yeah, it has definitely, yeah, it looks a lot like the Twisted Pictures uh, logo, but it, instead of barbed wire, it's Trees. it's fawns. <laughs> it's and it's, yeah. Do you know what? They really missed a trick by not having Adam Sandler's dad 
with a golf ball that's like an eye hitting it and then it's a zombie and he goes horrific i would have said terrifying (laughs) of course anyway (laughs) but it doesn't rhyme with terrific mine does yeah but it's terry terrific terrifying there's two ways of going isn't it it's like a yanny and a it's a yanny and a laurel listeners would you have gone bearing in mind that thingy sandler what's his name sonny Stan. Stan. <laughs> oh, yes, Stan the man. Stan Sandler says terrific at the beginning of the Happy Madison. If you were going to put a spooky twist on that, would you put, bearing in mind it's terrific, would you go terrifying or would you go horrific? Which is better? One rhymes, one uses the first half of the word. I like using the first half of the word because you like you set up, it's everything's normal. And he's saying, terrific. Well, apart from like, the ah. bloody eye that he's just hit with a golf club. <laughs> and and he's a zombie, Jack. <laughs> um, I'm just looking saying. at like, maybe we'll do uh, Truly Happily Twisted and uh, watch all the Saw movies mm. plus um, Repo the Genetic Opera. Yeah, we could. <laughs> could do that. Um... And a movie that Ryan Philippe directed, apparently. Is it Philippe? Is that what it is? Is it not? I I go Felipe. <laughs> oh. But maybe that's wrong. Uh, so... You've got some talking. Yeah, it's in my background. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really have much else to say on this movie. It's not a movie I really enjoy. No, it's extremely bad. Um, I th- I'll watch it again now that I own it. <laughs> You're going to have to, just for the return on investment. I did see something sort of interesting in it. Um, and I want you to answer this question. So at a certain point, Dave Franco is walking along with all the other boys and girls and one girl to the house. It's a very terrifying mission, and he says something along the lines. Terrifying. It's very terrifying. So he's about to walk into, you know, possible death, and he says something along the lines of, "I don't know about you, but this is making me horny." And uh, I was just wondering that what does this say about the human response to fear? Oh shit! Shrek is. <laughs> is Dave Franco's response just an? a sign that maybe he himself is quite a disturbed individual or is it something more tactile and um, say get out of my swamp no is it something that more comments about the the fragile human state of mind the tie between anxiety and fear and sexuality and some creation <laughs> told me the world is never only I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. It's Shrek sharpest. doesn't sing it. Well, we don't know. Um, yeah. Well, well, what I do guess, you think? I don't know. I, I was hoping when you said he said that, that you were like, wouldn't it be good if Dave Franco played the young Austin Powers? That <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, could be good. Okay, yeah, cool. I have I have no real input on it whatsoever. Like, <laughs> it's just a shit line from a shit horror movie. No. It must mean to, something. It it's must supposed to mean elicit something. some sort of humour. Well, it doesn't. I think it just says that people are horny for violence. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. 
think it has no violence in store, really. No. All right. Horny for fear. Yeah. Like that movie Fear. <laughs> Cape Fear. No, Fear. Fear? Yeah. I don't know that film. With Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon. Oh. Um, fear. <laughs> it's fear. Well, yeah. From director James Frawley. I think that's oh, it. James Frawley? I don't even know if that's actually James right. Foley. <laughs> James Foley. James Frawley directed the Muppet movie. Oh, okay. Amy Brenneman. <laughs> William Peterson. Alyssa yeah, Milano. You'd, lo- you'd love fear. I, I don't know who two of the last three people I read out are. You don't know who Alyssa Milano is? I know who Alyssa Milano is, I just don't know who the other two are. Idiots. <laughs> Idiots. Uh, well, that's... You don't know who William Peterson is? No. Fuck me. Man. Who's William Peterson? You ever seen a little show called CSI? No, I have not. You ever seen a little movie called Manhunter? Oh, he's in Young Guns 2. You ever seen <laughs> To Live and Die in LA? No. Oh, mate, you'd love To Live and Die in LA. I haven't LA. seen Manhunter. I haven't seen Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. I haven't seen Deter- I haven't seen any of these films. Not even Young Guns 2. <laughs> he was a pretty big actor. Uh, CSI was a pretty big show. I've never heard of it. Oh, I, you might know it under the name uh, Crime Scene Investigation. No. Oh, Crime Scene Investigation New York. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sure it's really not um uh, i'm sorry buddy you've had to deal with a lot today shall we talk about awards yes please there are none <laughs> it's nominated for none and it won none oh god okay good stuff who's your mvp josh my mvp yeah um it's you it's me it's you jack or, um, it's me. It's you. You're my MVP. It's me. <laughs> what a terrifying, terrifying. What a twist. It's you. Because not only did you focus on this film while it was on, you bought it. You watched it in four by three. You And Esty. And You correctly um, managed to go through all of the plot and pull out salient points that were good talking, talking points. Uh while co-hosting with someone who didn't really watch the film, who did watch the film but didn't pay attention and was very tired and kept making stupid remarks all the way through that didn't really move on the podcast. Did you watch it with your flatmates? I know you said you were going to. No, I didn't, no. I think this would have been a better one to watch with flatmates. Yeah, I I think so. I think that would have also kept me focused on it. Maybe re-rent it and watch it again with your flatmates. See see how it goes. No. So, yeah, it's, it's you. You're the rocket man. You're it's the MVP, Jacken. Every day, but I just wanted to make it official on the podcast. How lovely. Who's your Would MVP, you Jacken? Like... My MVP is uh, is just uh, the casting director. Because <laughs> I'm like, you got kind of like these people who all went off to have relative success elsewhere. And the guy mm. who was the voice of Zac Efron. <laughs> So you know, like, good on you. Like, Raising Hope was a show. <laughs> yeah, and and Shannon Woodward was on it, and you know, after she did this, Westworld. So, and Westworld too. So, congratulations to Lindsay Kroger and David Rapport. 
because uh, or Rappaport, because um, you know you you put Dave Franco in a movie before he was really Dave Franco. Yeah, Incredible and you also foresight. got the cigarette guy from the X Files, <laughs> and another and a load man. of people from Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> they did it. Inspired. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's my MVP. Josh, nice. who's your LVP? It's me. It's you? <laughs> what? <laughs> what a <delightful laughs> detestable twist. I'm the LVP because, um, for a number of reasons. One, I misscheduled my weekend, which meant I had to watch two Happy Madison films in a week, in a week, in one weekend. Which Sounds meant... like a joy to me, if I'm honest. <laughs> which meant that I wasn't that focused on this one. Azador also had a big. But it doesn't make sense because this was the first one you watched. I know. <laughs> I think I was, I was more excited for the next one, and um, yeah, I think it's me just for for lots of scheduling issues that meant that I didn't really pay attention to this film, and therefore have left my co-host high and dry with basically a toddler to bounce off of. So that's about it. Well, how about you? <laughs> My LVP is uh, the company that co-produced this movie. Ooh. Leo Max. Leo Max? Leo Max. Leo Max. I can only imagine it is Leo Bloom and Max Bialystok, <laughs> the producers. It has to be. They <laughs> did it. They made a stinker. They took all the money from the backers. And when they didn't make any money back, they <laughs> went away, ran away to Rio. <laughs> um, but yes, Leo Max, who, in a sort of producers-esque uh, way of meddling to make sure the film is worse, uh, asked for that they, the script could not be R-rated and uh, that it needed to be a PG-13 film what? before they would sign on to co-produce the film. Um, and what I do think is honestly some of the worst parts of this film is that any time there is someone is about to be hit with a hammer or killed or whatever, there is a dreadful cut. Yeah, that doesn't feel natural. <laughs> it and it just ruins any sort of like fear in the movie because this film is so against showing any violence yeah, on screen. True. Like, this film got a 15 in the UK, and I honestly don't know how. <laughs> like, it's, there's kissing. nothing really that offensive in the movie. You know what? It could have been the intro scene. It could have been. Um, I could probably get you a PG... I mean, a 15. Yeah, because it shows you how to do it. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, this... Uh, this is, I, I can only assume that Zero Mustel and Gene Wilder <laughs> were, like... We've got it. We've got the perfect worst script. We just need one thing to make it even worse. We need to take out all the violence. <laughs> I just want to... Have you looked at Leo Max on IMDb? Um, I think I have. They made, they've made four films in total. Three of them were in 2009. Uh, are there any that we've heard of other than The Shortcut? No. It's Grace... Which has a five point one rating, the shortcut, and walled in. Oh, I do remember walled in. Right. 
because uh, it came out while I was working at Blockbuster. Oh, okay. Stars Tim Allen <laughs> and Misha Barton. But it's not that Tim Allen. Oh, is it not? No. Is it that Misha it, Barton, though? It is that Misha Barton. That's good. Oh, fuck, it isn't that Tim Allen. Jesus Christ, it's Tim it's, Allen. The it's 24th, Timothy Allen. The 24th Tim Allen registered on IMDb. If you look on IMDb on his uh, on the on the uh, page for the film, he's credited as Timothy Allen. Oh, I see. It's also got Cameron Bright, who was in a few things around that time. Wow. Um, oh, I uh, Yes. Who are you? You're someone. He You're was a child. Buff. Yeah, Jimmy. He's an X Men free. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> Leo, Leo Max. Um... Yeah, I can. I, <laughs> I really hope they name themselves after Leo they, and Max. They must have done. The producers, Leo and Max, will be sued for that. Who's <laughs> <laughs> gonna hear you, Mel Brooks? <laughs> He's not listening. You, no, Mel Brooks is definitely a subscriber. <laughs> Every Wednesday, Uh-oh. he's like, "I gotta get up. I gotta listen." <laughs> really happily, Madison. I wonder if I don't this know is why the my impression of Mel Brooks is Jackie Mason. I wonder if this is the time that they find out about my secret production company, Leo Max. <laughs> we are terrible Mel Brooks impressions. <laughs> I don't know how he speaks. Oh, he's got a little bit of a softer voice. Oh. <gasps> No, I'm just seeing Larry David. I went now. to a Mel Brooks Q and A once. It was great. Did you? Yeah, that's, that's nice. all I have to say on that. Um, yeah. Uh, so who? Yeah, my LVP is Leo Max. <laughs> I think they probably did their job. They've lost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but I just think it is ridiculous that they had to take it. Like, apparently, Nicholas Goosen wanted to make an R-rated movie in his sort of artistic vision for mm. the film. More tits, he, uh, more blood. This, this says Goosen wanted to shoot stronger amounts of blood and gore, but the financiers wouldn't allow him as they only wanted to submit the film to the MPAA once. <laughs> to save money. <laughs> the, also, <laughs> the film received no product placement compensation despite featuring name brands like Pepsi. Whoa. No, this really was a tax write-off, wasn't it? It was just like, okay, for the first time in our career, we'll make a proper film. It will be shit. It will not be covered by product placement. It will cost approximately half of or double a mean machine. And it will go direct to video. And sometimes it will be played in 4.3 and sometimes it will be played in 16.9. It depends. Yeah. What a time. <sighs> like uh like the ending. Huh? <laughs> I liked the ending. Yeah. It was the best part of it. I thought it was just so stupid a twist. <laughs> it was so, you know, just terrifying. Terrifying. What is it? Out of the blue. Yes. Oh, Wouldn't you seen. agree, my good friend, Boris Karloff? Yes. Uh, <laughs> is that how Boris, Boris Karloff speaks? Probably. Never heard him. Frank- he lived in the silent Frank- age. Frankenstein? He did not. <laughs> I mean, he did, but he wasn't in talkies. No. Yes, he, he was. He only learned to talk when the films started being in sound. There was no point to talk before that. You know? <laughs> he was in talkies. I don't know what you're saying. I can't understand you. 
Uh, it's because I come from the silent era. It's true. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Josh, how can people get in touch oh, with yeah, you sure. if they want to talk to you through the silent era? Oh, let's do you first, and then I'll. Oh, well, if you want to get in touch with me, you'll have to log on to a terrifying Twitter account known as JFG in Digital 3D. And if you perhaps don't want to use Twitter, you could Instagram or TikTok or many other social media. (laughs) it's very good um yes i suggest you go and follow jack but if you want to follow a bad twitter account then follow me at p-a-p-s-b-y that's at p-a-p-s-b-y that's at papsby rhymes (gasps) with terrifying me shutter island I um, thought you were going to go for that one, as it's Leo's really only horror movie apart from The Beast. It's a sort of spooky one with a twist. What we a twist. We are duly appointed federal marshals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sometimes there's a guard standing behind me, and sometimes there isn't. What does it mean? Anyway. I think it's time we should shatter this island. <laughs> <laughs> then they cock their guns and, <laughs> and kick through a door. It's a good movie. It's great. It's great. It's one of my faves. I mean, it's not one of my faves. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying anymore. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's fun. Uh, yeah, you can also this. find me Twitter, Letterboxd, Hinge, TikTok, fucking anything. And if you want to follow the podcast, you can find us at... The podcast! More like the podcast, if you imagine that ghast rhymes with ghost. There you go. Um... Podcastly. Yeah, at True Hat Mad, at True Hat Mad. Pod? No. No, at True Hat Mad. And if you want to email us, that's truehatmad at gmail.com. And please keep sending us scary messages <laughs> from Silent Hill. I really hate it. Uh, and also, wherever you listen to this, if you can, please feel free to leave us a rating and a review <laughs> the greatest twist of all is that Josh is editing this episode <laughs> so he has to decide whether that's going to make the final cut or not I'm going to make it last even longer Ah. <laughs> well, boys and ghouls, it's been an absolutely frightful time. <laughs> I'm sure you've loved every minute of it. And as always, ah, horse boo!